New bowl game projections have two Big Ten teams in the college football playoff again, but how realistic is that really? You are locked on Big Ten, your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, thanks for tuning in to Locked On Big Ten. I'm your host, Nate Dickinson, and thank you for making Locked On Big Ten your first listen every weekday. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, on YouTube and on Twitter, too. Be sure to follow us along on any of the platforms, at Locked On Big Ten, one zero at the end when you're typing it out, not T-E-N. Coming up on today's program, we're going to take a look at some of the moves being made by the Big Ten as they get ready to get USC and UCLA into the conference. But first, I want to talk about some upcoming bowl projections for this football season and discuss why there is a better chance now more than ever for the Big Ten to keep getting a second team into the college football playoff. Now, once again, this is the last year of a fuller team playoff, so hopefully the Big Ten has two teams going forward. But for this unique upcoming season, the Big Ten has a unique opportunity to build off of what it did in 2022. Let me explain here. First off, there have been bowl projections made by people over 24-7 sports for every bowl game out there for the upcoming winter. Of course, Everything's going to change, and this is very preliminary, but it gives you an idea, again, of where people have Big Ten teams finishing. Before we dive into the top of it, I'll actually just read off every single bowl game that is mentioned here. Uh, starting at the bottom and going up, at the Gasparilla Bowl, they have Nebraska playing Mississippi State. In the Quick Lane Bowl, Purdue against Western Michigan. In the Guaranteed Rate Bowl, Kansas State against Michigan State. In the Pinstripe Bowl, Duke against Iowa. In the Duke's Mayo Bowl, Pitt against Illinois. In the Music City Bowl, Ole Miss against Maryland. In the Relia Quest Bowl, South Carolina against Minnesota. In the Citrus Bowl, Tennessee and Wisconsin. In the Orange Bowl, Clemson and Penn State. And in the two semifinals, in the Sugar Bowl, Georgia against Michigan, which is a one against four in their projections. And in the Rose Bowl, the two-seed Ohio State facing off against the three-seed Texas. So, Let's just put aside there that they had Ohio State finishing ahead of Michigan in this playoff projection. We'll save that argument for another and many more days to come. Right now, let's focus on what's at hand with the Big Ten getting two teams into the college football playoff. Because it's something that I see as a very legitimate possibility as of right now. At the moment, the Big Ten has an advantage it has never had in that it got two teams in the playoff last year. And yes, both those Big Ten teams did lose, but they both played with their semifinal opponents. Georgia, TCU, Ohio State, and Michigan were right there with them the entire way. And in my eyes, and I'm hoping in the eyes of the committee and everyone around the country, the conference proved that while it's certainly top-heavy, more so than, say, the SEC, which has more balance, those teams at the top are just as good as any other team in the country and are deserving of getting in if they have the record to prove it. That was something that wasn't necessarily a given, even going into the last playoff. And what that does, I think, with now the Big Ten having at least the two teams from last year, again contending here this season, I think you have yourself right now an opportunity to slightly improve your chances of being able to get that second team in again. Because if you ask me at the moment, 
if the situation plays out again where there's an undefeated Big Ten team going into the Big Ten championship and a one-loss Big Ten team that only lost to that undefeated team, like we had with Ohio State and Michigan last year, I think that in that situation, the at-large, the second Big Ten team, gets in over a second SEC team that has the same kind of a resume. Now, that's a very minuscule advantage to have because, of course, there's always the chance that, say, an ACC, Pac-12, and Big 12 teams all win their conference with one loss or less. Conference winners with one loss probably still going to beat out any team in the Big 10 that has one loss and didn't even play in that conference championship. It's possible that a Big 10 team gets in, but we would need a situation like what we had last year for at least any team, an SEC or a Big 10 team, to be able to get a second bid. And last year we had that. We had a situation where everyone else outside of the top four was at least two losses, which made things very, very easy come the selection day. But I think that the Big 10 would be able to go even a step further and beat out potential one-loss other at-large teams from other conferences based on what they've been able to do in recent memory. That's the advantage I'm trying to say the Big Ten has here now. An advantage that has been pretty exclusively only the SECs for the past decade, the Big Ten at the very least has a chance of taking it over here with what it did last year and what it could potentially do this season. What I'm saying is that I believe that if we get to the selection day, and it's a matter of a one-loss Big Ten team without a conference championship and a one-loss SEC team without a conference championship, I'm probably going to take that one-loss Big Ten team. There's different situations, of course, where, say, like Georgia and Alabama lose to each other and they're both having one loss. Then that makes things a little more complicated. But at least in my head, the one thing the Big Ten did in having one of the most successful football seasons as a conference that it's ever had is give itself that kind of advantage. If you ask me, I'm looking at this conference and saying, okay, if it comes down to it, and it's our one-at-large team, whether that's Penn State, Michigan, or Ohio State, against your one-loss team, if neither have a conference championship, the Big Ten, I think, has to have that leverage because of what it's done recently. And Again, the SEC, of course, will point out that well, while the Big Ten has been getting into the college football playoff, the SEC is still the one always winning it. Yes, I get that. But at least at, right now, I think, if you look at where we are compared to where we were even a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, the odds of people at least even considering taking that second Big Ten school over a second SEC school have increased tremendously, at least in my head. Because there was a time where if you were a one-loss SEC school and even in some cases undefeated other schools, if you didn't have that conference championship on you, it was pretty much a forgive it, a given that you weren't going to get. I mean, last season we were talking about the possibility of the two-loss Alabama team getting in over the TCU team that lost in its conference championship. So that's the kind of advantage and, I guess, uphill battle everyone has had to face in catching up with the SEC. All I'm saying is that right now, at this very moment, the Big Ten has its best chance to be able to continue to get itself a little bit of a leg up on the other best conference in the country. Speaking of the best conference in the country, the Big Ten is going to try and become that when it adds USC and UCLA and, of course, tries to make other moves as expansion continues to shift the college football world. But there's a certain move being made by the Big Ten here 
now that is at least signaling that the conference is ready to at least take those first steps to try and completely take over at some point all of college sports. It's, again, a very small step being taken, but I'll get into it here in just a minute on Locked On Big Ten. Before we do any of that, though, be sure to check out Built Bar. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, and if you've listened to Locked On podcasts, you've already heard about it. You head over to Built.com, you check out all of the amazing flavors that they have that honestly sound like candy bar flavors. We're talking about churro, uh, chocolate brownie puffs they have. I mean, it sounds like stuff that I'm just making up off the spot of what would taste the best. They're actually putting it into protein bars that taste good and are good for you, too. We're talking about 17 grams of proteins, 130 calories or less in many of these bars, and 4 net grams of carbs and sugars, too. It's a built bar that's built to make you get through your day, while also built to make sure that you're enjoying eating it, too. Head on over to built.com to see what I'm talking about or get over to your local Sam's Club to pick up a 13-bar box. They're also available now at Walmart, too. It's Built Bar at built.com. We've been talking about them forever. If you haven't tried them yet, now's the time to get on it because there's more likely now than ever that there's a box of Built Bars near you to go get. Head on over to built.com right now, Walmart, Sam's Club, any of that, and try out Built Bar. All right, let's continue on here on the program and get into a small move made by the Big Ten. But if you ask me, it indicates a much bigger movement that is starting for the conference. The move being made is a very simple one. Uh, Starting soon, the Big Ten will not have to any longer its football team schedule a non-conference opponent in the Power Five. Uh, The Big Ten had previously had a rule instated where in your conference opponents, you are able to schedule pretty much whoever, or non-conference opponents, you're able to schedule pretty much whoever you want, with a few exceptions. There has to be at least one Power 5 school, and in some years for schools, if you have five conference home games instead of four, you're not allowed to schedule an FCS school in your non-conference either, instead of uh, being able to schedule one of those smaller schools to start off your season. The point being, The Big Ten is taking away that rule that you have to schedule a Power 5 non-conference opponent now. A rule that was put in to help, of course, strength of schedule. Strength of schedule matters a lot to the college football playoff committee. We have learned that over the years. And it's something that the Big Ten, of course, wanted to stay on top of. With the SEC and how powerful it has been in the last decade, we just talked about it, the Big Ten wanted to make sure it was staying competitive on paper, in the numbers. So it institutes this rule and, of course, Big Ten is never thought of as weak anyway, but you get yourself another high-quality matchup. Now the Big Ten's taking that away, starting when USC and UCLA get into the conference, which makes sense, first of all. You're adding two more really good schools. You're more congesting your conference schedule with better teams. So the Big Ten is saying that it believes that its conference schedule can be good enough without having to play against another Power 5 school outside of the Big Ten. But even bigger than that, The Big Ten is starting to move the gears in what will be what I'm starting to consider a relaunch of the conference when it adds these two schools. Right now, the Big Ten is considered the Big Ten we've always known. Midwest Midwest Conference, football teams that run the ball hard, ground and pound, play tough football in tough weather, and then go into basketball season and are one of the best always. We'll ignore the title drought for now. But when it adds USC and UCLA, the Big Ten doesn't want to just become a bigger conference. It wants to become a rebranded conference. 
a conference that is not just regional, but national, spanning from coast to coast and becoming the first team to do so, first conference to do so. It wants to be able to say to everybody else, hey, we don't need you on our football schedules or to make championship teams. All we need is to play each other. And if you join the Big Ten, you will have the ability to become a contender based solely off of the things that we can give you. That's the message. That's the brochure that the Big Ten wants to send out to every other major school that it would like to one day get under its umbrella. Because while college sports are changing, and right now we're all talking about what will eventually be a Big Two in the Big Ten and the SEC. If you're in the Big Ten offices right now, I think you need to be thinking a little bit more than that, a little bit bigger. And be thinking about, okay, what moves do we have to make to become not only the most powerful conference in college sports, but the premier conference in all of college sports? Because I think there's plenty of people at the very top who are seeing the situation right now and seeing a situation that eventually ends in one big super conference. I think the Big Ten in making this provision is starting to at least, again, turn the wheel into what will be this relaunch of a new Big Ten conference with 16 teams, without divisions, and without the need for anybody else because it's so good. And once the Big Ten has that all put together, then it will start to move towards getting everybody it wants and taking over. But for now, I think with a move like this, you're starting to see the foundation being laid. The moves being made for the Big Ten to at least get ready for in 2024 to say, hey, USC and UCLA are here, but that's not all. This is a new kind of college sports that you're looking at, and the Big Ten is going to lead the way in that push for change. Again, not everyone's on board with really quick expansion, but I think this is one of the things that long-term everyone can get on the same page with, and something that Tony Petiti can do from the start, is make sure that, hey, at the end, we want to be number one. And that is the goal that he can, I think, rally the troops around in a way that, without the commissioner, they've been kind of hard to figure out what to do next with. Speaking of Tony Petiti, another move's being made by the Big Ten that I'm surprised hadn't been made sooner and is the kind of move that he needs to make to make sure that everything's ready for the expansion of the Big Ten. We'll talk about that in just a minute as we wrap things up here on Locked On Big Ten. First, though, coming up next time, we're going to talk to Jacob Rood as Indiana basketball gets a huge, huge upgrade on the court in a transfer and a five-star commit, too. We'll talk about all of that with Jacob here on our next program. And also, we've got a new recruiting expert to talk to as well as we get an update on all of the latest in future stars on the Big Ten gridiron. That's going to come up next time here on Locked On Big Ten. Let's wrap things up by talking about a new change being made to the Big Ten outside of football scheduling, and that's actually within the officiating. The Big Ten is putting together a replay center, which is something that you've probably already heard of before. Uh, the NFL has, of course, New York. They send the calls over to New York, have them look at it, bring them back on any challenges or replay reviews, things like that. It's also something that every other Power 5 conference already had outside of the Big Ten. So the question has to be asked as the announcement comes that the Big Ten will now have some sort of command center for replays. Why wasn't this already here? This is supposed to be the best of the best in college sports. 
And for some reason, we can't get it together enough to have a replay center, a command center. I, who are they talking to when they put the headsets on? Uh, it's just somebody else in the stadium? I, I was blown away when I figured out that this is actually something new that the Big Ten is getting and didn't already have before. And it's one of those things that when you look at a new commissioner taking over, this is the kind of, I guess, busy work that you have to get done. This is the equivalent of busy work if you're at a job, the level of Big Ten commissioner, I suppose. But this is the kind of stuff you need to have shored up. Make sure the Big Ten is ready to do what we just talked about, take over college sports, by at least making sure it's up to date here, guys. And it seems like there's probably other things like this that the Big Ten just hasn't really figured out yet that someone like Tony Petiti could get done. Putting together a replay center, that's something that should have been done years ago. Not surprising now that it comes out when he's taking over that that's something that's going to get done. This is a guy who has not only been the leader of major sports, but has been an innovator in the places that he's been as well. Remember, created the BCS. So he has plenty of ability to creatively innovate here in the Big Ten, but in spots like this, you just got to be able to catch up. And it at least is welcoming that right now he's being able to do that with the easiest of things being able to make sure we're getting the calls right, at least to the best of our ability, I'm sure. And we'll have plenty of complaints throughout football season about how still not great the officiating is in the Big Ten. But hey, this is one of those first steps you have to make if you're taking over as commissioner. And I'd imagine this is one of those things like he gets into the office and he realizes, wait, there's no replay center? There's no command center for this? That's the kind of stuff you get done like first day of the job. So he's getting it done, which is good. We'll talk to you next time here on Locked On Big Ten. Again, Jacob Rood is going to come in to join us and talk about the latest in Indiana basketball as they pick up some big names on the hardwood. And also we'll get some names coming into Big Ten football that you need to know. We've got a new recruiting expert in to fill you in on everything going on around the recruiting trail. That's coming up next time here on Locked On Big Ten. We are the place to go for everything that you need to know on what's going on in Big Ten sports every day of the week. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to follow us on wherever you get your podcasts, YouTube and on Twitter too, at Locked On Big Ten. One zero at the end when typing it out, not T-E-N. Once again, I'm Nate Dickinson at Nate with Sports. This has been Locked On Big Ten.